0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Paul Bomb Bomb saying, What what up, Sean? <laughs> what up? Because, I would always, because we'd, always, we'd always play Mob so Deep when he came in, Shook One's Part Two. So I just, after a while, I wanted to know if he knew what the song was. It's so and good. I would tell him every time he came on, and the
1: next time he would forget it every time. What up, Sean? What up, Key? <laughs> Yeah, he did it to SH. Sound man. real lame coming in. I sound like an L7. I did. Hippity hip hop. Hippity hippity, hippity, hippity. Like hop. I'm just a cornball. Like I don't know what the. <laughs> I sound this like is rap music.
0: just sounds like the old guy. <laughs> Yo, let me hippity ask y'all hop. something real quick.
2: So I, I lost a bet to really? Mike, who's here. Yeah, I, I bet a lot. Obviously, I have a problem, and I enjoy it. And we'll continue. You enjoy problem. your problem. I enjoy it yes. so much betting on the games today sweet 16 starts today by the way so there's a guy mike here at the studio we make a bet off something of uh, one of the games i lose i owe him breakfast i own like an acai bowl right so the next day i come into work and you know we start the show and i buy the acai bowl and guy calls me during the show i direct him over to espn and go get the acai bowl and i literally put the acai bowl on mike's desk right like mm-hmm. got it for you done leave mike order, around right I find out later that Mike doesn't come into work. So then Mike comes to me the next day. He's like, you owe me the acai bowl. Do. I'm like, I don't owe him. I, I bought oh, it for you. No, you, you,
0: do, no, 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 you he, left it there. You didn't even put it in the freezer. It's going to melt. Yeah, but I thought he, was coming, he
2: comes into work That's around that time. That's not his problem. So like, I guess I'm asking you guys and everybody, do I have to buy another acai bowl, which means I'm spending more money even though I bought it for him? Yeah. But he didn't communicate to me. He wasn't coming to work. He didn't let me but know.
0: Even if he wasn't, you don't leave an acai bowl out on a desk. Obviously, it's gonna melt. But you're not gonna have it a day later. It's gonna be disgusting. But
2: you're not. No, gonna you don't owe him anything.
1: His ass should have been at work. That's, you paid thank your you, bet off. Thank you. You paid <laughs> your bet off. It's, some it. ice it's cream. like If you owe somebody something, yeah, and you put it on their desk, and somebody comes along and takes it, okay. So I paid you your bet. Ain't my fault your door wasn't locked. All right, Key, exactly Key, if I owe Key, you some exactly ice cream and I do. put
0: a little a little pint of ice cream on this right here because you usually sit right here, but uh, well, Key wasn't in today. It melted. I'm sorry. I already got you. Right. Come but, on, stop but,
2: but I bought you. It's your job to tell it's me your whether fault. you're coming in yeah. or not. I, I don't know. Back I'm back. buying the, the what, next day. What
0: I am saying is even if it was the case that you did no. that, you thought he was going to come and you still wouldn't leave something that's supposed to
1: be frozen on a desk when well, no, you don't know when the dude's going to be there. Yeah, that's not true. I
0: don't I don't. know. No,
2: you, I
1: wouldn't you, give him anything, Jay. I, I, you're spending twice. That's no. what I'm saying, Key.
2: why am I paying because extra? Because
0: this is very For simple.
2: your miscommunication. It's not And like, and he wants me to communicate. I already have a wife. You know what I mean? Like I already I'm already communicating a ton with my yes. wife. I, I can't you have,
1: have another one at work. Jay. Yes, Jay. yes, yes Key. yes. Your responsibility re- is to get him I got a the
0: lot breakfast. Going on. Get him the you did oh, not man, deliver the breakfast to him. You just left it somewhere. That's really Clearly. Nice. You know who delivered. So you think I should pay double? That's I think you should you pay off your, pay your bet. Yes. I did pay off no, my bet. No, you didn't give it to him. You just left it for the air. You you, you gave the acai Bolt to I'm nobody. not, paying double. Yes. I'm not yeah. paying double. I'm not paying double. I'm not double. Sorry, Mike. Uh, it's not good to admit that you have a gambling issue and that you don't actually pay off your bets. Now that's I got to go double or nothing on another game. Oh, all right. Well, that's something else. Yeah, yeah, You could make him go double or nothing. I think that's fair. All right. John Morant. You know what else is fair? John Morant comes off the bench. That was his idea, by the way, right? He didn't it's want to mess idea. up the rhythm of the team. They're playing very well without him recently. First play was that alley oop to Jaron Jackson, right? Or that lob feel. to Jaron Jackson. Right? Good read. It's not he's not trying to do too much. He had some spectacular to the basket kind of moves, floating up in the air, laid it up, jammed it. In return, from the eight game suspension, he wound up, Ja did, with seventeen Ooh. points. Five assists, four boards in 24 minutes, and a win. Here's how he said he dealt with his emotions coming into the game.
1: Before the game, you know, I did some meditation. Basically just ease, you know, the nerves, the emotions, you know, I was feeling, you know, coming back. It was a lot, but it kind of helped me. And then, you know, once I, you know, got out there on the court, you know, just seeing, you know, how the fans, you know, reacted to me being back. Um, definitely, you know, helped me a lot. Um, you know, made me, you know, feel good um, inside. And yeah, man, it was. I don't know. I don't know. Can't put it in words. You know, I'm kind of numb, you know, right now. But you know, thankful for everybody.
0: It was meditation before the game and levitation during the game. <laughs> that dude is levitating. I tell y'all, man,
2: the, the court is a safe haven for all the issues, right? It's like the field is a safe haven for key and a lot of things that happen sometimes in your life. It's a way to block out all the noise. For me, last night, everybody's going to talk about the highlights, talk about the, the dunk on the baseline or the way he rose up with two hands and then laid the ball in softly to the left. But for me, I was just looking for rhythm last night. Like, it is, it's everything on beat, right? It's like sometimes when you're at a club and you hear the beat and you see those people snapping off beat, you're like, yo, you're not even on beat. Like, for me, last night, he was on beat. And for a guy, when you don't play basketball for a, a period of time, your rhythm is everything. You're passing. Does your handle look sharp? Does your shot feel good? And to me, like it's just like he's able to hit the ground running because his rhythm is there. But I am going to pose this because I thought about it last night, Key. Does Jaron Jackson have more upside than Ja Morant? Because when I watch Ja, yeah, the, the jump shooting aspect of his game is the one thing that you're always going to question the consistency of it. But when I watched Jaron Jackson have 37-10 and 10 last night, there's a chance for him to be the best defensive player in the league, the best defensive player in the league. In his offensive game, the only thing you really wonder about, he can shoot it, he has great feel, is like the handle. If you were to add the handle aspect to his game, you might be looking at Jaron Jackson the way you look at Anthony Davis. And I think we're going to be talking about Jaron Jackson more in that prism when it's all said and done because that is the ceiling for Jaron Jackson – to be the best defensive player in the game and maybe one of the best offensive players in the game. Whereas I think you question sometimes Ja's defensive ability and you wonder about that pull up jump shooting ability.
1: Yeah, I'm so I'm already mesmerized with Ja Morant, right? I'm already I'm already you everybody's already got me sold on him. So when I go to watch a Grizzly game, a highlights or with everything, everything goes to him. Nothing really goes. Even Jared Jack could have had sixty last night and my head still would have been focused in on the like you said, the the baseline, uh two hand dunk or the you know, two hand jump up and then switch and lay it in softly. For whatever reasons, I've already been told that Ja's the leader, Ja has this, Ja has that, Ja and that happens a lot as you know, Jay, second guy never really gets people really stop paying attention to him no matter how fabulous he is. But as far as the game goes and the way Ja uh came back I mean, what, for me, I didn't expect anything less because I believe he was still working out and doing some things, basketball acclimated somewhere. He wasn't just sitting at home on the couch. If that was the case, then I would have worried about him getting in the rhythm, worried about his shots, worried about uh, the things that have made him who he is. But like he said, it was just a situation where he wanted to feel the reaction. Was there going to be booze? Were there going to be people talking crazy to him based on – his suspension and feeling like he let the team down and things of that nature, but that wasn't the case. And you know, Jay, once, the, once you hit a crowd, it's an entirely different situation for you. Mm. So, Jaron Jackson Jr., even
0: – I know it's, what this is going to sound like, but in that draft, because that was the Luka DeAndre Ayton draft, <clears throat> I remember thinking – I may have even argued this at one point – he might you – know, like at the time, maybe he should be the number one pick because I didn't – I, I heard about Luka, but how much – he didn't play in college in this country, and so – and, and DeAndre Ayton's a big, and everyone loves bigs, but the game's changing. I thought maybe he had the highest floor, Jaron Jackson. Like, you knew he was going to be a good NBA player. But, Jay, even the fact that you're asking the question means the Grizzlies are in great shape. Yes. They already got a John Morant. And you're asking, hey, is he even going to wind up being the best player on this team? Man, that, so, so what are the expectations now
2: for this chip, Grizzlies team? Chip it up, man. This season. I mean, th- this whole thing is wide open. You got Kevin Durant trying to come back later in the season. Zion trying to come back later in the season. Paul George trying to come back later in the season. Anthony Edwards trying to come back late in the season. Like this whole thing is up in the air. Denver isn't playing their best basketball. But They're coming
0: back from injury. Jaw's not coming, coming back, back from, from injury. injury. He just got exactly. a little rest.
2: I will. It will come down to this though. Mark this down because Memphis plays two bigs, right? So Brandon Clark being out is a huge loss for them. <laughs> He also can defend it on the perimeter. So now when you play Xavier Tillman, you play uh, when Steven Adams comes back, Jaron Jackson, teams are going to clog the paint on Ja Moran. So when he gets to these pick and rolls, his pull-up jump shot is really going to determine how far this team could go. Their their half-court execution is still a big question mark for me. It's why almost I believe they're not going to be able to do it, because Ja's ability to shoot – they're going to go under screens. They're not going to trap him off screens. They're going to sag off Dylan Brooks, and they're just going to come down to their ability to make shots so from he's the he's going to have to hit
0: a couple of threes early, early in the no, game especially. Throughout oh, the whole you think playoffs. it's not going to change the, the strategy? No, because I wouldn't. You have to beat me from the outside. And this is not the same three-point shooting team from last year. So given what you just said, Jay, this is what I mean. We were talking about this yesterday, guys. If John – you know, it's like, oh, he could have been the face of the league, and now with all the off-court troubles, even though he didn't get charged with anything, but still he broadcast a gun from a club after he had been in several incidents. Um, If he – like, it's not inconceivable that they could win the championship this season. It's not inconceivable. And if they do, there's a very good probability he is the best player on the team and therefore winds up being MVP. Look at this sort of stuff. The Warriors but Jay, have a better odds to if he, win it than the Jay, Grizzlies. Let if me if ask you this, though. If Jay. the Grizzlies wind up at, – at, if he winds up with the MVP of the finals, he's closer to being the face of the league than ever even with the controversy. Yes. Hey, Jay,
1: let me ask you this, though. Is I hear you, know, you talk about winning the championship this year, the Grizzlies. They do got to play three of the top teams in the East, right? I mean, one of the three of the top teams in the east how do they match up with them in a seven game series though so how do they match up with a with a Boston or a Philadelphia or a Milwaukee especially when you talk about where's they big at in the middle of the field i mean middle of the court
2: yeah i don't have them i don't have them getting to the nba championship uh i don't have memphis getting there i i, I think memphis may lose in the western conference semis uh, i think if they get to the finals I I will stand up and applaud them. I I think there's a lot of holes in this team, more so than what they had last year. Uh, So yeah, and I I, look. I think the East is a gauntlet, right? Like yeah. Like look, like the top teams in the East are obviously Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly. But I will tell you this about Philly: if Philly sees Miami, if Philly sees Miami, that's gonna be a tough. Because I feel like Jimmy Butler has their number mentally, psychologically. It, it'll be it, yeah. I know Yates. You don't like that, but you know you, Yates. You feel me on that though too. I know you feel me. I know you're worried about if you see Miami, um, but I don't have Memphis Key getting there when it's all said and done.
1: Not yeah, sure. I, I I wondered about that in terms of them getting there. When I look at the three teams at the top, uh, how would that? How would they fare if they saw Boston or Philadelphia or Milwaukee? You know how how would they take care of business there? Meantime, for all the talking Dylan Brooks does, Jay, what your
0: analysis of the whole thing is? He's the one who's really going to have to hit some outside He's about shots. Right. To be a free right? agent too. He's got to sag hit off some, him. The pressure's on. He did a well, lot of talking. Sag off him He's so not much. a great shooter. Bain can shoot. He's not a really thirty-two
2: percent from the three-point line.
0: Yeah, it's not good enough. So, but 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 then again, if he comes up big when the lights shine brightest. Key,
2: I'm just saying there's going to be some. Uh, this is basketball things. He's with us. He's open for do, a reason. Uh, you Earth know
0: Street. what I mean? They did, that,
1: they did they did the Westbrook the other night. I get it.
0: The Mavericks. <laughs> Are going to file a protest after disputed possession in the 127 125 loss to Golden State. Did they get hosed? Did Dallas get hosed? ESPN radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when
3: you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
0: This is interesting. The Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, are going to file a protest after a 127-125 loss to the Golden State Warriors. Listen to these details. It's not like it was the very last play of the game and there was something going on. This this occurred late in the third quarter. They played a lot of basketball after this moment. Still, it wound up a two-point game, right? Mark Cuban, Mavericks owner, of course, said the refs had initially awarded possession to the Mavs, then changed the call and gave it to the Warriors. Possession goes to the Warriors during the ensuing timeout, but never told the Mavericks that they had changed the call. So that led to Kevin Looney with an uncontested dunk off an uncontested inbounds play late in the third quarter because the two teams were on opposite sides of the court. However, crew chief Sean Wright said in the pool report, that the refs had originally awarded possession to Golden State. Here's Steve Kerr, Warriors head coach, the post-game presser.
4: Number one, it was my best ATO of the year. Um, it was it worked brilliantly, just the way we got organized and uh, confused them. I, I had to stop, and when I saw them at the other end, I had to stop and think, wait, aren't we, isn't this our basket? Because I had drawn up a play for an out-of-bounds, you know, underneath, baseline out-of-bounds. And when they were down at the other end, I got, I had to stop and think, you know, is this right? And uh, so I I don't know what happened. You'd have to ask their side. Uh, I thought it was pretty clear that it was our ball, and that's why I was drawing up a play, you know, out-of-bounds on the baseline. But they all lined up at the other end. I guess they assumed it was uh, their ball.
0: So, Mark Cuban <laughs> tweeted, tweeted the following. For those wondering about the play with 154 to go in the third, let me explain what happened. The ref called Mav's ball. The announcer announced it. Then there was a timeout. During the timeout, the official changed the call and never told us. Then, when they saw us line up as if it were our ball, he just gave the ball to the Warriors. Never said a word to us. They got an easy basketball, he wrote. Crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. How's something like this happen,
1: Jay? Yo, Mark, well, why, Mark But why is Mark Cuban at the score? Thing? Well, <laughs>
2: <hey>. <laughs> Yo, I love yo. By the way, I mean, knowing Mark for his, Mark is like the most passionate guy, and I, I, I love Mark Cuban as an owner, as a person. But to me, like, yo, just get some stops down the stretch, and this is not even the thing. Like, this happens with 154 left to go in the third quarter. And I get it's a big play. And I get that you're going to, you know, at the end of the game, you're going to sit there and say, well, we lost by two. Well, here are two possessions in which you can win the game. Number one, Steph off a ball screen, snakes the ball screen, right? Hits Draymond Green for an and one because Christian Woods doesn't know what to do because Steph makes a great play and one boom. Like coming down to second place, Steph is being guarded by Max Kleba. He flips the angle on the screen, scores off the screen like the game is over. If you get two stops down the stretch, the Mavs win the game. It comes back to defense for me and the Dallas Mavericks, right? Steph was able to take advantage of it. I hear that everybody's going to go crazy about this play with 154 in the third quarter. But at the end of the game, if you just get two damn stops, you win the game. Don't make the whole game about what happened at the end of the third. I think that's lame, and I think if you get defensive stops, you win. The
1: game's over. Yeah. That's professional sports, though, Jay. I hear you, professional, though, Key. But no, but it's professional sports. And, and the reason it's, it's funny is because if they win that game, You're not even having a conversation about them losing by two points. And you see it all the time. And Max knows this in baseball when the announcer says in the third inning, oh, those runs are going to come back to hurt them. And then they win the game. You never hear him say it ever again. That oh, what about those runs that they gave up in the bottom of the third? They wind up winning the game anyway. So you look at it in football, right? Play happens in the second quarter and somebody says, well, it's going to come back. It's going to hunt them. They go on to win. By 50, you never hear of it again. And look, mistakes are made. And you know I understand the frustration of Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban got a lot of juice. I've been knowing Mark Cuban for a while, lived across the street from him in Dallas. So he's always got this energy, big energy about everything that's going on with his sports. I mean, with his sports teams and any other thing that he's involved in. The funny thing though, Jay, is he was at the scorer's table. What owner (laughs) have you ever seen? Get out of their seat. And I know he's one owner who sits on the baseline, but nobody gets up out their seats and goes to the scores table to discuss what's going on that owns a team. You know what's funny, though? Who's the one owner in in –
0: the NFL, if it was arranged the way it is in basketball, that you could see it as score. Jerry
1: Jones, both Facts. Dallas. Both Dallas. Oh, well, Jerry, stood on, Jerry stood on the sidelines for years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it's a sense like you're the coach almost, right? I also well, until Bill came. Once Bill came, that was dead that, that, that. <laughs> that. in the side. <laughs> right. But Key, I'm also, so I'm
2: sitting there and I'm watching all this stuff go down and I see that Golden State is about to take the ball out. But like, I, I get confused because as a hooper, even though there's a lot of chaos, right? If, if, if you thought it was your ball, why wouldn't you be running to take the ball out?
1: Because the they thought they, no, but they they were on the other end. Remember Jay?
2: They I, were on I the knew other they end. Were, but I'm saying if it was your ball, if, if you thought it was the Dallas Mavericks ball, like you, yeah. the ball went out of bounds underneath Golden State's basket.
1: Oh, so if, oh, if they oh, are see saying, hey, said. it's Dallas' yeah. ball. If
2: you think that's your ball, you know, naturally when you come out, you're running towards the other baseline to take the ball out of bounds. But, I, I but don't,
1: explain to me in this one, Jay, because I, I don't know. Could they have possession on didn't? Could they have thought that they had possession on their end of the floor? No, the ball wouldn't exchange ends of the floor like that. Okay, all right, okay. I I just because they lined up over there, so
0: they got jobbed on that play. Is if what everything Mark Cuban is saying is true, and that's certainly the way he experienced it. It seems, but you can't be serious that you want to protest the outcome of the game. There were there were. You know the third quarter wasn't over yet. There are bad calls in sports all the time. That you but can the protest, point
1: to. the protest of, of that is it's not a protest, Max. He's just gonna complain to the NBA about the referees. He's not like out there protesting. He's a little. They do it all the time. Well, if you're protesting the call. Yeah, but they, that's not—they calling it the. It's not a
0: physical protest. No, no, not a physical protest. <laughs> but you can protest the outcome of a game based on it. Well,
1: court. they do that. They do that all the time. Outcome of games, what happened in games, a little like fill I, out the little stuff for the referee to apologize. They come yeah, back and yeah, apologize yeah. to the team. Listen, if it was a two
0: point game, and it was the last play of the game. I know all the points, no matter when they score, they count the same. But it could affect the way you play the, well, the whole thing. For, well, here's you know, the thing: there's a lot of line. So you, you in the line can, it
2: affects seating.
1: Right? Yeah, so yeah. So that's why he's digging the in. The
2: seating it bumps them down in the seating, and I think that's what this whole thing is about, right, Keith? Yeah,
1: no, if you if you if you lose, it it'll affect you. If you win, it affects you. But like you said, Jay, you had a, a whole quarter and what, a minute fifty seven to that's go? That's what I said. That's a, Come yep, on, man. Exactly. Do the math. You got all that time to make up the, the little two points that you that they stole from you, so but if so he so he now think somehow. about the Dallas
2: went from like the sixth seed. now they're tied for it the ninth, the ninth seed loss. with the Lakers. Yeah, That's what, like, Key, that's why even last night, like watching Austin Reeves and watching D'Lo do their thing without LeBron, right, like, you, you, one game means the world of a difference between seeding, between who you're going to play in the first round, this. and that's everything on ESPN in the 2 right
0: conference. now. On ESPN2 right now, what you're talking about, Jay, look at this, how tightly bunched it is. The, the Suns are in fourth, it, but they're this, ten and a half back. Hold on, Key, half a game separates them and the Clippers, who are five, Half a game separates them and the Warriors, who are sixth. Then one game separates them from seven and eight. Half a game separates nine and ten. Half a game separates them from 11 and 12. Like, it's nuts.
2: Not even now. I mean, you win one game, if you're in 10th place, you can, you can bump up to, I mean, you can bump up to, like, seventh like in one game. Yep. Depending upon what happens. That's the difference here.
0: Look at this. Updated standings right now. It is tight. How many games separate these teams? Timberwolves are two games back from fourth. The Pelicans, who are 12th, are three I'll, I'll, games
2: back from fourth. We got to go to break, but I will post. If you're Memphis, right, and say the Warriors find a way to get into that seventh spot, you're playing the Warriors in your first match. <laughs> you're Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Like that's back. What, the Lakers in the See first round See what you got with a healthy
0: job. Ja- ja- LeBron or KD.
3: Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Podcast. Well, okay.
1: That was wrong. Okay. Uh, DJ listens from time to time. He does yeah. have a brain.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESDN Radio. Well, listen, this is not your very, very slightly older friends. Lakers, right? Oh, no, real quick, yeah. We're not yeah, the Lakers yeah, from a couple months go. ago. I want, I
2: want the screen to be on key right now. I want to, want to see him bop to it. This is what he have been asking for, right? Been asking yeah, for it's those. Got a yeah. West
1: Coast. Go ahead, Key, get it. Let's get a <laughs> shot of his feet. <laughs> no, you don't want to get a shot of these. Yeah. What you got on? Today? I got one more day. You got on the Jesus sandals?
2: What we got on? Flip flops, man. Shirt Come on, on man. Flip flops, flip
1: flops. Yeah, Flip-flop. yeah No so USC. It's a little cool though. It'll be, you know, 60, maybe 55. 55? Hey, that ain't That's what it is bad. in New York.
2: Yeah. Okay. and sipping on gin and juice. Right, yeah, laid
1: it.
0: back. He is happy now. He got. He's a happy. West He's Coast, in a good place. I got a fix. So, the Lakers, when people were counting them out, I think we're thinking about the, you know, pre-trade deadline Lakers. They pick up, you know, as the during the course of the season, they pick up Hachimura, Malik Beasley. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves in his expanded role is showing you what he can do. All of a sudden, you look at the Lakers and you go, you know what, they, they actually have a team. Yo, okay, so
2: can I, I just really want to pose something to you guys because I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of days. So everybody, everybody keeps saying, i wanted to one that said it first, right? And so I started digging down into it. Well, if you, you bring back LeBron, this team can get to the, potentially to the Western Conference Finals. How do you bring back LeBron? Like, the more I sit there and think about it, the more I think about if you bring, when you bring back LeBron in this short period, how in the hell is Austin Reeves supposed to continue to play at this level? The ball's in Austin Reeves' hands a ton. You guys know the kind of lather, the kind of rhythm that you get when the ball's in your hand? You increase the amount of possessions, the volume of possessions. I feel way more comfortable with the Rock now. Woo! When LeBron comes back, and Austin Reeves has been balling, D'Lo yeah, has been balling, right? But now you bring LeBron James back, are you going to play LeBron James off the ball if you're Darvin Ham? Do you, you really going to do that when it comes time for playoff basketball? There's almost a part of me, Key, that somewhat believes that, yeah, bringing back LeBron, if you had – Ten games left in the regular season. Fifteen games left, right? It gives them time to get more acclimated. But with what a week left in the regular season? If that's the time frame, with two games left, maybe the play-in, maybe into the playoffs. That almost may be working against Austin Reeves and D'Lo
1: because you bring it,
0: LeBron in off the bench, Jay. Well, you bring you try to, but still, LeBron is no, a. you bringing dominant, him in. Off,
1: you're bringing him in off the bench to get. Back into rhythm. Well, not, still how many games? But that's what
2: I'm saying. See, find back rhythm. The ball needs to how, be in however, his hands to find the however rhythm, However right? many
1: games it take, I guess. But all everything that you said, Jay, I'm watching it, and I'm looking at it, I'm listening to you, and I'm looking at the highlights. We got to do something with Austin Reeves' uniform, though, man. We gotta just it gotta it don't look right. It don't look right. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just take a look at it when we show it next time. It don't it doesn't look like it. Just is it the Tucky end? What is it? Or is it's it his fifteen?
2: It's, 15's it's, a weird Hooper number, though. Is I, it his frame?
1: No, I know it's It's it, 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 it 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 it, look it, like that. It, it may be a little. He small. missing a headband. The uniform he, might
0: be slightly. He's missing small. something.
1: What is he missing? The, the headband, mama? maybe some yeah. under
0: uh headband, maybe throw a few wristbands on some tights
1: underneath. He's missing something because he out there. He looking like a corner three guy, man. He he can ball, man. You know, <laughs> like one of those old school Boston Celtics players does, just three man not, in he ain't got a muscle in the arm. I don't see no <laughs> definition on the back arm, and he's just ball out there in, cooking.
0: Though. Yeah, he's cooking. You know, this Rob Polinka, so in a way, he he. There's a certain cockiness to the way he's he running needs the team. Well, like, you know,
2: think about it too, like think about 15s, right? You got like. Vince Carter wearing 15,
0: super athletic, Crate,
2: Melo wearing 15, like Lenny Wilkins wore 15. Latrell
1: Sprewell, you ain't seen it's something not, like you that. You know, wear but 15. it's not. It's with. not that. He needs something. Like, he, he's naked. He needs a headband. He's naked. Because I don't feel that way about Caruso. When he was wearing a Lakers uniform, his uniform was right, Max. Yeah,
0: it was, yeah. it was he, something. He,
1: he was built more athletically. It's yeah. Something about <laughs> That's what it is. It doesn't look at <laughs> av- Jay up there really giving the education of basketball. <laughs> and I'm listening to you. But at the same time, I'm looking at the highlights. And I'm like, uniforms. I the said something about you the you uniform just – uh, it's not right, man.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at the
1: video again. It's just not. Mark Price wore 15. About, yeah,
4: the Like European I said, form.
1: he need a sleeve, a Kobe Bryant elbow sleeve. He needs something. Something to spice it up a little bit,
0: to break it something. up a little. Yeah. Something. I think what, the where,
1: uniform might be a little small on him too. It Key. might like, be a little like, small a little little too. Small, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. There's no space in between the the armpit <laughs> in, in the jersey. <laughs> I done not really broke this thing down in a whole nother way, Jay. Look, look how small. Yeah, look at the look at the shoulder strap to the armpit. the shorts, yeah, shorts got room to... no room to breathe in the shorts. So it's just like yeah, no it's... room to breathe at all. Come on, Lakers man! Y'all gotta do better. He's like a kind of guy from, from the be, past who went up. to the future That's and learned how to play modern basketball. And, and, the, Boston, and he's got yeah, he, and, in another, the thing,
0: and yeah.
1: another thing is he has tights on, but the tights are the same size as the, as the shorts, <laughs> <laughs> and it shouldn't be. <laughs> right, Jay? Am I wrong? Am, am I wrong? No, shouldn't the shorts be? Shouldn't the, 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 the tights be longer than the shorts? They're about the same size. I can't Come on, man. Y'all think I'm crazy. Y'all leave Mayo Mamba
0: alone, man. <laughs> Mayo Mamba. Gotta, Gotta be longer. But he, he, he's had that nickname. That's nothing new. Yeah, that's He's had saying. that nickname. He can play. Oh, what God. I was going to say quickly. No, he's a good player. About uh, Rob Palinka, He has a certain cockiness to the way he's handling the team, almost like Belichick in a way, like, yeah, I could let Caruso go. I could let this one go, that one go. I'll find another guy. I'll find another guy who can do that. That's like look what he did. He has he's got Beasley and D'Angelo Russell and 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 finds Austin Reeves and like and, and trades for Hachimura. He's not sweating that he can get those details right if he has to, even at the trade deadline, and he he's done that.
2: Key, real quick before we go, all I'm saying is you drop LeBron James and with two games left, man. Like Austin is doing his thing. De- now the ball goes. No, it's, yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know how you make guys not defer to maybe one of the greatest
1: players the game of basketball has ever seen. But what if he what if he realizes that by sitting out now, he sees something. He says, hold on, no, no, no. Y'all just do what y'all do, and I'm gonna fit into what y'all doing.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I, I hear it just easier said than done because at the end of the day, in clutch moments, you're gonna look at the dude. You're gonna look at the guy. Like, yeah. all right. Go you, ahead. Know how,
0: you know how LeBron starts slowly with sometimes with a new team because he's trying to figure out who he can rely on, who can do what. Maybe as Key said, this kind of speeds that up. He sees okay, he can do this. He can do he that can within the last week of the regular. As season. Key said, he can lab it. while and you're fighting already for a know ten, certain things? Why
2: you're fighting for a ten spot?
0: Yeah. That's but, but see, maybe for someone else, but LeBron's basketball IQ, I figure he'll, he'll, he'll be able to okay. figure out how to use all these guys. Getting into a rhythm with them is something else. You're saying everybody
2: says, oh, I can get them there. It can also
1: work against them now. Well, it's we going it to work for them. us, Jay. Now just come on, man, calm well, I'm down. Just, I'm just posing. We're okay. Let you us, us just – let us be okay, man. You worry I, I, about I the real, Nets and what they're thinking
0: about. I have a question for you, too. I'm <laughs> very interested in your perspectives on this. Two of the best college players ever. Rick Petino well, says a Rose lot. Too, but- oh yes, I understand. But we're talking about college. <laughs> Rick Petino says man. a lot. There's a quote. A lot of St. John's players <laughs> quote probably won't be back next season. Coming up, Key and Jay will answer the question: How fair is this for the players? KJM.
4: legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, a little later in the program, uh, we're going to get from Key because he has a problem with the way um, Austin Reeves, not the game, the game is fresh, but the way he puts together the look on the court, Key says something doesn't He's look laughing, right. still <laughs> And as we were breaking it down, there are lots of little things. So a little later in the show, Key is going to – it's like these apps my daughters have. They have these, like, makeovers, these little, like, for these little games where you make someone over with different clothes and stuff like that. So Key is going to do a makeover for uh, Austin Reeves a little later in the show. Meantime, Rick Pitino guy says, a lot of St. John's players probably won't be back. Here he is on the future at the press conference, on the future of St. John's. Listen to this.
3: Well, the one thing I want to be honest with, a lot of players probably won't be back on this team because they're probably not a good fit for me. I think my players love playing for me, even from Mark Jackson and Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley. I spoke with Oakley last night. They love playing for me with the Knicks. But it takes a certain type of basketball player to want to play for me. He's got to be a total over the top, in love with the game of basketball. And if you're not, it's just a bad fit with me. It it doesn't work. There'll be a lot of players that will move on to, I hope, greener pastures. Joel's the type of person that I want to build around, and that's why I asked him to come today. I have to meet some of the other young men. But there'll be other guys that don't fit. It'll be a a round peg in a square hole, and it it won't work.
2: So here's my problem with it. I love it. And I, I get it, right? I get the business of basketball. But to those people that still try to frame this sport as amateurism and we're doing what's in the best interest of the kids, don't give me that BS. That's not the case. You think they still do that? Because that's not fair to the kids, right? So this is what happens. It's one-year renewable deals. That's what your scholarship is. So it's completely unfair to a kid that comes into a situation saying, hey, I'm going to play for St. John's. I'm going to get my academic education at St. John's, and I want to play for this coach. Right? Uh Coach Anderson. I want to play for Coach Anderson. And I come there and I'm there for a year. And then all of a sudden a new coach comes in, similar to what happened to Colorado. And once again, me stating this, understanding the business of the sport, Key. Deion Sanders saying, Hey, I'm coming in with my luggage. Half of y'all ain't gonna be here. Rick Patino saying, Hey, half the team, 90% of the team isn't gonna be here. It's completely it's slightly unfair to the kid that committed to this coach the year before. That thinks he's going to get his education and graduate from St. John's and play basketball there for four years, and now all of a sudden that renewable contract, that one-year deal, that coach says now that's off the table, and now you have to be in the transfer portal, especially in college basketball where you know that 35 to 40 percent of kids that enter the transfer portal don't even get a chance to go to another school. They don't play. It's completely unfair to the young people in the game, and that's it's a dark side of college basketball that we don't talk about because it's all about winning. And it's all about ticket sales. And Rick Pitino is going to reestablish St. John's, which he should and have every right to do. But then you have some of these kids that are trying to find out where they're going to play next. And a lot of them may not have a chance to play.
1: Every every single university and every single conference have their own rules about the scholarships. Um, they changed that rule since we left school that. The one year renewable. Some universities still has that in play and some conferences do. But for the majority of them, if you are on campus and when you sign, that contract is until you graduate. And they, they implemented that, I don't remember how long ago. It's probably maybe six years ago. So I get what Rick Martino is saying. I, I have no problem with him in Prime, what they say about if you are not f- fit for this program. Then it's probably best for you to go look to do something else because it's not gonna work with us. That's like in anything. They still can go to school. They just can't participate in sports, which I understand. Which which, if it was my son and he was recruited by the prior staff, and Rick Patino came in and he did and he evaluated him, because most coaches, as you know, Jay, even though they sit up and act as though. They have no interest. They don't know anything about what's going on doing their downtime toward the end of a season. When their names is in the hot bucket for coaching, they start looking at those rosters and paying attention Then eyeing those jobs and what's on the rosters and paying attention and dropping molds into programs to understand what guys are about. So when they walk in the door, they already know I like Keyshawn. I like Jay. Okay. We're going to keep them. We don't like them. Other people. They already know that. So, I understand your frustration with it. I certainly feel it. But the reality of it is, is much like Coach said, you and I, we got to be able to coexist. Because you being here and you don't like the way I'm running my program, I'm wasting your time, you're wasting mine. It's only going to be an issue. I already know coming in. That's why he said, Joel, I like him. That's why I want him here because he already knew what that was. What I like
0: about what the way he said it, it's – there's a level of gangsterism there, right? Like, where he comes in, he doesn't tell you any lies. No. But the way he phrased it was very clear. He goes, you have to be over the top in love with the game, right? So really what he's saying is this has got to be your priority, right? Uh, because it, it's his but, priority. It's the players he coaches. So this Absolutely. Is, right? But, and but, but you've don't, believe, got don't to- believe
2: all that, though. Like, I— I, I,
0: I in other hear, words, I don't think it's just about how good the player
2: is; it's how committed. But, but they now, are. Max, you're telling me that there, you're saying that there are players in the team who weren't committed before, like not to his level of satisfaction. No, not to his level of where he wants to play and how he wants to play. So, like, yes, like, is anything wrong like, with that, though, Jay? No, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. But like, I, I, I was just pinning down Max on like, well, because now we're going to start looking. Well, now these guys weren't committed to playing. No, they were committed to playing a different style. And maybe it wasn't the level that Coach Mike Anderson wanted to get St. John's to, but now Rick Pitino, and I've seen coaches do this, guys. Like I, You're watching this happen in real time at Louisville, okay? Kenny Payne is there, and Kenny Payne is getting lambasted on social media every game by Louisville fans. Mm-hmm. And there are certain players that he inherited that he's trying to say, hey, come along with me. Now, some of these players are committed. They're just not at the level that Kenny Payne wants well, that's, Louisville that's, to that's, be at. Listen, right?
0: that's some of it, That's too, why Kenny right? Payne should have ran them out.
2: Right? That's what, But that's what I'm saying, right? But, like, the, there's an element of that being unfair to some kids that are committed to the program, but maybe it's not the same level that Louisville wants their basketball program but, to be But at.
0: Patino strikes me as the kind of coach in the pros also where there might still be a spot for a guy who's not quite as talented as some of the others, but his love for the game, his commitment to the game is over the top. In other words, maybe. Right. I understand what you're saying. I'm not naive. Some guys just aren't good enough, even if they're really committed. And that's going to be the case if he hopes to get the program up. But the message he's sending is the type of player I'm looking for is this.
1: Right. Yes. So that's that's like. But but he already knows. I mean, Max, he already knows that that player is a there. That's why he comes. That's why he's the coach to begin with. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys
0: out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
4: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI,